What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Brew Jackets podcast. We're coming tonight during our live recording, as usual, as well. Uh, I'm just double checking something real quick. All right, good, good. Just making sure that we were live on YouTube for sure. So, oh, and as always, or as usual, to my left is my wonderful co host, Kevin Valentin. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about some, you know, recent wins and losses. You know, we got to talk about the, you know, the Ducks, uh, the Sharks, and the, the Flames. Just a little bit. And then uh, I think a main chunk of our show, we're going to be talking uh, about possible people who are getting traded. And, um, and possibly where to and for what. Um, you know, these are all just rumors and opinions at the moment. Um, so don't take, I mean, don't take it too seriously. Don't take it too hard. If we, you know, say your favorite player might get traded because it's possible. Uh, and then we'll cap it off with a little bit of a pregame for tonight. Tonight, the Blue Jackets are going to be playing the Oilers, which they're going to come up again later for sure. But anyway, how are you doing tonight, Kevin? You know, Hefty Duck, I'm doing pretty good today, you know, so I saw my nieces today, so that's good. And no. Always looking forward to seeing the Blue Jackets play and just, you know, just a lot of fun stuff going on. Yeah, interesting times they've been going on since this uh, whole, like, West Coast trip coming up and whatnot. You know, it's uh, been just a little bit of a late game. And, you know, apologies to anyone if you notice I'm looking a little more tired. I've been extremely busy the last uh, week straight every single day. And it's just pushing it right now and, you know, not getting super great sleep at the moment. It is what it is. It's temporary. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and launch right into our, uh, let me see if I can find the tab, the correct tab. There we go. Uh, into, uh, talking about the last few games, uh, as usual, I like to start with like the most recent game first, cause it's a fresh in everyone's mind. Yeah. And then we'll like just cap some main points from the, uh, other two games that we had not covered yet. Um, so Monday, the blue jackets, um, lost an overtime to the uh, Calgary flames in Calgary. It was 4-3, uh, and what a game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they came back, uh, you know, being down, what, 3-1? to one? Yeah, or, so, or was it 3-0? Okay. So basically it goes like this. Uh, <clears throat> Calgary, uh, as the starts off the game at the end of oh, one, yeah. at the end of one, they're up one. Then, uh, Walker Door scored then, the first goal for Calgary. Yeah, and then uh, the second the period. period you know, the Blue Jackets scored two. Oh, no, Calgary scored well, one. Uh, 
Nazim Kadri came out and scored one to start yeah. it off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They scored and then and we then... had motherfucking Marchenko in there oh, scoring God. another goal. He's in double digits now. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. He's so good. Double digits. But, yeah, and then the Blue Jackets scored two goals, uh, Kirill Marchenko and then Patrick Laine. And just, yeah. just that pass that Johnny Gaudreau good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Very Perfect. good. And it's just um, one of one of the many reasons why the Blue Jackets are paying him, you know, over nine million dollars a season for stuff like that. And, yeah, right. You know, yeah, he's so, like one of the few contracts. So it's just like, like yeah, that was just. Beautiful. And then the cap off in the second period uh, for the, the Flames, on uh, Andrew Mangiapane scored uh, a goal there to get them uh, in the lead by one. It was yeah, three two at that time. Yep, and but then a third period, Boone, Boone Jarrett gets on a great shot by Boone Jarrett, just kind of sneaks it in there and gets it, and then yeah. you know, so that was um, it was with four minutes, time. almost four and a half minutes left in the game too, so really yeah. close to crunch time for that one. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, and then, then and, you know, I and before we get to the overtime and everything, I just want to say this is that I really like. John Butchergrass doing hockey games. He's so good at it. He's very knowledgeable. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. And the other announcer, Ray Farrar, was good too. But, like, this is one of my favorite things is that they are both complimentary to both teams. They knew what they were talking about, both teams, and they were you know very nice about them. And sometimes you see it watching the game where, like, you can clearly see that they didn't really, don't really pay attention to one team, but then they'll say all the nice things about one team and then not maybe say one or two nice things about the other team, and then it goes back to the other team. That was not that at all. Both of them, they were very fair to both the Blue Jackets and the Flames, saying nice things, and just when they talked about them, you could really tell that they were paying attention and did their homework about <laughs> the Flames and the Blue Jackets. I'll tell you, I didn't hear a single word of the announcers that entire time because what I do when it's a national televised broadcast is I mute it and I listen to the Blue Jackets radio through their online streaming service. Wow. I just don't really care what those announcers have to say. Um, and sorry if I offend anyone with this, it's specifically Leah Hextall. I cannot oh. stand her play-by-play. I just, she's, you know, a great journalist, a great uh, news person, whatever. But like when it comes, it's just, it's just annoying to me. I don't know exactly. It's just How weird. Yeah. It's like, it's too energetic at times and too mundane <laughs> at other times. It's like the wrong times too. So I, I get what you're saying though. And I saw a lot of complaints about that on Twitter. And I, like I said, I don't really know. I didn't listen to it at all um, because, you know, I listened to the bias broadcast because uh, that night. So uh, Mark McElligot was with Jody Shelley for the, yeah. for the evening on the radio, which was love pretty Bob cool. Love Bob McElligot. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love Jody Shelley too. Yes. I think that might love be the Jody future of, of the TV broadcast, you know, knock yeah. on wood. Um, so then, anyway, back to the Flames game, because we've got to get to two more here real quick. Yep, two more games yeah. real quick. Um, then, after a little bit of maybe something controversial in overtime, Dylan yeah. Dubé scored the overtime-winning goal for the Calgary Flames. And why I say it's controversial is because prior to this goal, and what's up, Matt? How's it going? All I see is a square on our end. I'm not sure what the if that's a... Uh, 
emoji or not. Uh, but anyway, so as many people saw in the game, there was a um, a hook followed by a trip or a trip followed by the hook. I don't exactly remember. Um, but there is like a, a little like issues there at the end. Um, and it didn't, I mean, just personally, yeah, I'm 100% biased towards the Blue Jackets. But also, I've, we watched that a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I, I, I can only imagine that those refs like so like the refs are put on a rating system as far as i'm aware right so the refs are on a rating system so that way like the good refs get like the big games and whatnot more often and um i only have to imagine that their ratings went down after that like they're like they, that was an entire missed call i am not sure exactly why it happened um because in the end, the the Blue Jackets still uh, have won the series against uh, Calgary this year um, with three points to two points. Point wise, okay. Yeah, point point wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, it, it was an absolute disappointment to me to even get scored on at all. But then with the way it happened was even more uh, just frustrating to me as a as a Blue Jackets fan, and um, I. Ch- you know, yeah, there's a lot of things to take away from that game as well. Uh, like I said, I want to talk about the other two games here just really quick. Um, there's a, there's a the booing of Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, there has been a theme of, let's say, the last week or so that is, a, at least in my view, a more positive sign to show not just for now but for the future. Oh, Matt's here. Um, <laughs> do you want the? Do you want to come on, Matt? Let me know if you do. Just uh, shoot me a message uh, on Twitter. Uh, but what I was saying, you know, within the last week or so, it's a positive showing that what I see within, not just for now or the future, is that these games that the Blue Jackets are showing is that, you know, that they may be down right away, but then they find a way to come back to tie it and even win some of these games and stuff. So it's just great to see, you know, but anyways, on to your, your next point. All right. Well, yeah. So I just want to talk a little bit about the booing. Um, like it, it, it's going to happen. CBJ fans booed uh, Artemi Panarin like for like, like two years after he was like already gone and traded. Now the only one that I kind of agree with was the booing of Max Domi this year. I mean, it was just, it was weird. He was only here for like a short amount of time. Um, and it was just not, it it didn't, it was not tasteful the way that those comments came across. So I just didn't appreciate it, but so let's, uh, let's just go ahead. I'm just going to like quick run over the Anaheim game. I'm sorry. The, the sharks game real quick. This was our most recent win. And this happened right before our, um, our after dark on Saturday. Yes. And it's a, it's uh, so credit, credit to the credit to the blue jackets. They, they, you know, they go down two nothing and then they come back to tide and then shark score. And then the blue jackets yep. come back to tide again. And then from that point on, they never let, you know, yeah. like score a goal and they scored two more goals to win five, three. And it was, that was a good game. One of the better efforts the blue jackets have had. And uh, Gustav Nyquist, he is the one that got the Kepi that day. So as it currently, yes, so as it, as it currently stands, Gustav Nyquist has the Kepi. So, uh, you know, in the event that the Blue Jackets win today, we'll find out who does he give the Kepi to. 
Yeah. Um, that'll be really interesting and kind of neat. Um, you know, it's weird. Like, uh, we did to the Sharks almost what the Ducks did to us. Because, well, almost. I say that. Uh, in the third period after, uh, what was it, Nico here? I don't exactly remember who it was for the Sharks. Um, when the, After he scored on us, we ran up three unanswered goals, meaning just back-to-back-to-back to back to back against yeah. uh, the Sharks to win. And yeah. uh, so in the first period against the, the Ducks, things looked hot to start. Fucking awesome start. Olivier, Rosalvik, Blankenberg. We had three goals in the first period. And what happens in the second period? Zero goals for us, three goals for the Ducks. And what happens in the third period? Zero goals for us and two goals for the Ducks, leading them to win by five to three. That was a, I mean, dude, I <laughs> I was not super happy after watching that one. Um, I mean, yeah, not only just because it's the Ducks, but, you know, a team that we feasibly have good reason to beat, <laughs> just like the Sharks and other teams against us sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's. It's just frustrating to watch uh, how good they started out, and then by they, they just like they stumbled for a second, and then they just lost the rest of the game. So, just just frustrating to me uh, personally. But um, well, I kind of want to lead into our next segment because this is going to take a lot of our time tonight, and uh, I still want to maybe talk about like tonight's game and maybe a couple of the other games coming up. But um, so, as as per the title. We're going to talk about who's on the chopping block. And I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way. Nope. Um, some people, you know, I, I am referring to trades, let goes, fires, whatever. And so if anyone wants to give their opinion on this, please uh, throw a message up in chat. I'd love to hear from you guys as to what your opinion is on uh, who should go, who should stay, who should just be put down to uh, Cleveland or something, you know? Um, the name that's in everyone's mouth the most uh, recently has been Vladislav Gavrikov. Yep. Um, I think there's five other choices, and I get that partially because of a tweet made by CBJ Opinions. They listed six players that um, they thought uh, were up for trade, possibly, or we might not see, or movement, whatever. Right. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with their post. I'll I read do. you their I six. Do. Yep. Um, first one I just mentioned, Gavrikov. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about possibly where and how that could end up. The second one is Nyquist, and simply yep. because he's unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, hasn't signed an extension. The third one uh, is one that I hadn't really really thought of that much recently. That's Jonas Corposalo. Mm-hmm. He's he's increased his value so much lately and this mm-hmm. year. Um, and a fourth one, uh, I'm not actually sure if I wholeheartedly agree with it, and that would be Jack Roslevic. Uh, he's, he's, it's hard to say he's tanked his uh, value uh, because he's still holding up on the assist part of it. Right. He's just not keeping up on the goal part of it, and maybe that's part of the lines he's on. He's on the line with two strong goal, ten, goal scorers almost every time. And the last two are Bemstrom and Liam Foodie. And once again, the only thing I have to say about Foodie is similar with uh, with others is I think he may have tanked his value a bit this year. He's he's had four opportunities to, in the NHL, four seasons of opportunities in the NHL. It has not really showed up for those four seasons. Um, so let's talk about the first one a bit. Uh, yeah. Gavrikov. Do you know what the uh, Blue Jackets are lo- kind of looking to ask for him? 
Yeah, so they're looking similar to uh, David Savard. Yep, that's what I was about to say. Is that they're looking for something similar to what they got for David Savard, which is like a first round draft pick and then another draft pick, like third or fourth. Basically. Yeah, preferably probably third. And the Blue Jackets would retain fifty percent of the salary for the rest of this year, um, making him more uh, marketable or more uh, like enticing to other teams to to pick up as well. Um, and so a couple teams you could be going to, uh, the one that I've heard the most is their opponent tonight, the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. Um, so at at this point, like they wouldn't be, you know, taking a, um, a a, a professional NHL player in return for Gavrikov. They would be looking for, um, a return on picks for the, the, the draft this year. Um, which I, I think is valid um, to look for. I think our depth on the young side of things is really deep already, but it's we could be cultivating young guys to trade in the future for you know other other maybe more experienced NHLers or something like that. Um, and that's what the Blue Jackets did back in 2019 when they got Duchesne. Is that one of their top prospects was Jonathan Davidson and Vitaly Abramoff at that time. And they were seen as guys that could have been part of the Blue Jackets, you know, future. And they showed some real good promise. Davidson was over in Sweden for a bit. And then in the American League, and same thing. And then Vitaly Abramoff, he was showing promise up in juniors up in Canada, and then he was playing pretty good there. He's playing pretty good with the Monsters, so that was like, hey, these guys could be something. And they used those guys to get Matt Duchesne in 2019. So what you're saying, Hefty Duck, is absolutely correct, is that these picks that you could get in a hypothetical trade scenario, you obviously use them to help them now, but sometime down the road, if you need help for something, you can use those guys to get you that. So you're absolutely right. Especially if we're in a similar situation as possibly the Edmonton Oilers are, where they're, um, uh, they are kind of sitting in a wild card spot currently. They are kind of, they are sitting in the uh, Western wild card, wild card uh, position. Cause oh. you know, um, and they're there by a few games. So I could really see uh, Gavrikov not only fitting in well in Edmonton, but also maybe helping them achieve more success in the playoffs. They did really well last year, and they don't all, they don't have exactly the same key pieces, but they have a lot of the core left, and the addition of Gavrikov could be huge. Uh, he's Gavrikov, such a talented defenseman oh, for yeah. only one point four million. Come on. And Gavrikov is just the per. I mean, he's a good defenseman right now for the Blue Jackets. All online too, but he's he's so good. And not only like he's a good defenseman now for the Blue Jackets, but if you trade him and you're a team that gets him, not only does he help you now, but you get into the playoffs. Gavrikov is the perfect type of defenseman for that style of play because he's so big. He's tough. He'll just block shots and just do a whole bunch of other stuff. And look, he's already have a proven track record of doing that because he played in two games in 2019 in the playoffs for the Blue Jackets. The following season in the playoffs against, you know, both Tampa Bay and, you know, Toronto in both those series, 
he was just absolutely dominant with David Savard as a second pairing defenseman. Yeah. Just so I know Savard's bad. not quite doing the numbers that he has from previous years this year for um, the what, Montreal Canadiens. Yep. And, uh, but that's all right. I mean, he's still a very talented guy when we're talking about him. We're, we're really referring to him when he was on the Blue Jackets and freshly traded. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, so some other teams that might be interested in Gabrikov uh, might be. I could see someone like Vegas being interested as well. Currently, they're first in the Pacific. Their their odds for the playoffs are pretty high. And um, I think that they, too, could benefit for someone of this defensive caliber. It's just... And something that I, I've always remembered about uh, Vegas, when I remember watching the video that the hockey guy did, which is basically... That one of the main points of that video that he was talking about Vegas, which was they always, and for the most part it works out for them, but sometimes it doesn't, which is they always seem to go for the new next shiny toy, the new next, the yeah. new next player, next big player, next player and stuff. And okay, sometimes that works out, sometimes that doesn't. And there were, and he weighed out the net, you know, the pros and the cons of that. And Gavrikov would fit that, you know, next shiny player kind of sort of theme that Vegas has shown over the years. That they're always, for some reason, they're always trying to find that next guy rather than just hey, saying, "Hey, we got a pretty good team. Let's see what we can work with here." So they right. always seem to be that next, looking for that next guy. So Gavrikov, I think that stems from. The inception of the the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, they were they're fairly they're a new team in the league, newer than the Blue Jackets for sure, and um, they've I mean they've already done amazing in the playoffs, right? They won a cup one year. No, so two thousand. They got to the end of it. Yeah, so to the two thousand seventeen two thousand eighteen season, they made it to the Stanley Cup final before getting knocked out by the Capitals. Oh, the, that's right. And then the following year, they got knocked out by San Jose. Then the following year, they got knocked out by Dallas. Well, in 2018. And then the following year, they got knocked out by by Montreal. And then last year was the first time that they didn't make the playoffs at all. uh, Right, right. Um, That was unfortunate for them. But um, in 2018, they lost the Stanley Cup final is kind of what I I think I was uh, trying to get to earlier as well. Um, so Vegas could really use that defensive depth in Gavrikov. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I, I mean, and also too, if and when Gavrikov is traded or leaves or finds a better contract, I'd look, I'm going to 100% miss this guy. I will not love him any less. Yep. It is nothing to blame. It is the nature of hockey and hockey teams in general. I will, I will, I will miss him dearly, but... Yep. Sands him, you know, shitting all over Columbus uh, after he leaves, then I will have the utmost respect for him as I do with uh, Savard and maybe even more so Nick Foligno. Um, I don't know if you saw Nick Foligno's uh, uh, gaff the other night when <laughs> he was skating, he got hot mic'd when he was oh, skating yeah. past the, yep. the ref and he's like, What am I supposed to do? Bash his fucking head in? <laughs> and it was heard throughout the whole stadium. Oh man, so funny to me. Um, but in addition to the Vegas Golden Knights, so a, a rumor or like, I don't know, something I've been seeing is possibly the, like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, once again, 
let's check out where they're at and on the standings real quick. Uh, Maple Leafs are second in the Atlantic um, with a, you know, uh, uh, 0.646 uh, points percentage in regulation. So they're doing well this year. But they're also, if they want to beat, you know, Boston, if they want to beat, like, the Devils, who we'll talk about the Devils here in a little bit, too. Neil Viapano, I don't know if you're watching, but if you are, sorry to you, but you only. (coughs) Neil is part of the the Devils uh, podcast, which is part of the the Hockey Podcast Network, which you should check out. Um, Also, so we're going to talk about real quick beliefs, and then we're going to switch – players but i'm gonna do an ad read between that so here in about five minutes or so um <clears throat> listen from a maple standpoint they you know from since like 2013 every time they made the playoffs they get knocked out you know they got knocked out in 2013 yeah. they got knocked out in 2017 2018 2019 2020 the blue jackets not come out they get knocked out again in 2021 2022 so you got to think at some point they got to just get through there and just make the playoffs and finally get that series win and just yeah. get that out of your head. Because when for years, the blue jackets, it was a similar situation. They get to the playoffs and they, you know, they get knocked out. Maybe they win a, a game or two in the series, but it just wasn't quite there. And then finally they broke. And then last two times they've been in the playoffs They've broken through and they've gotten those two series wins against Tampa Bay and Toronto. And, you know, Nick Felino uh, in 2019, I guess he, someone heard him in the hallway saying, like, you know, finally, like in a real loud voice, like we finally did it. So it's like, and, and the thing yeah. is, and, and, and once you get that off your back, it, it, you can just focus on just playing hockey. And it's amazing that what you can do. Because you don't have to worry about that because you can know, oh, no, we've done that before. We can do that, you know, again. So that that's just what I, I'm just going to say about Toronto is, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for you. I want you to get this this thing off your back so you don't have to consistently yeah. hear about how you make the playoffs and then you can't get out. You can't but I out. also don't want to see Canada win a Stanley Cup ever. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's all. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Stay, keep it in America, if anything, at least. You got States. close with Montreal. Yep. And close, too. And last year, I mean, uh, with uh, McJesus and whatnot, right? The uh, Oilers did really well. Or yeah. The Flames did really well last year, too, right? Yeah, so the Oilers knocked out the Flames in the second round. <laughs> yeah, for the Battle of Alberta. That's right. And then the Oilers got to the Uh, conference finals. So real quick, I'm going to interrupt our discussion to do a uh, ad read for DraftKings. Don't forget to use code THPN at DraftKings.com. I'll see you on the other side of this. For NFL teams... An FL, I worded that weird. Two conference championship games and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer, you can feel the conference championship. 
thrills with stepped up same game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your wins with each leg you add up to 100%. And of course, one of the games we are most excited about, even though, yes, I'm in Northeastern Ohio. I like I like all Ohio sports. I don't love all of them, but I like them all. Uh, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be personally rooting for the Bengals. That's uh, right. Go Bengals. As, Let's go. As usual. They're going to be facing the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, I'm not sure of the money line or of the odds on that. I, I encourage you to check out the odds on DraftKings because they have great odds predictors. Uh, they have other great uh, tools that can help you find the, the best bet for you. And, um, you know, hopefully get you on the winning side of things. So, yes, good luck to Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals here. Uh, what, Sunday? Yes, Sunday. I'll be I'll be cheering for you, Bengals. Hoping let's go. Yeah, Bengals, I'll see. be cheering for you. You can do this. I'm cheering for you and stuff. They got close last year. I mean, really close. Yeah. Um, yeah. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet five dollars on the conference championships and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See my show notes for details in the audio uh, in on YouTube, uh, below Twitter, on Facebook, if you are interested. Um, yeah, some really good opportunities. I mean, uh, coming up here, I mean, yes, we were just doing a, a football ad, but like that's the big thing coming up now. I'm sure the Super Bowl is going to be a, a little more watched than, um, you know, the All-Star game <laughs> for the NHL. Uh, which oh the all just as a quick side note the All Star Game is going to be coming up Saturday February fourth. Sorry, was it Saturday or is that a Sunday? That's a Saturday. yeah, it's a Saturday. And we're going to see the one and only Johnny Gaudreau there. Um, apparently, none of my votes were enough <laughs> to get Not me. Uh, I wanted to see you know, like I voted for Corpy, I voted for Gabby and uh, Line a as the other three. I thought they were all deserving of it. But anyway, back to some trade rumors because we got a couple more to get through really quick. And I'm not going to opine where they might be going, but we're going to opine maybe on what they might be trying to be shopped for. And that first one, uh, Gustav Nyquist. Uh, you know, he's <laughs> look, looking at our stats uh, this year. Uh, Nyquist has been doing pretty well for himself. He is fifth in points on the team at 22. He's above Kent Johnson at 21 and below Boone Jenner at 24. Now, granted, Gustav Nyquist has 47 games. Jenner has 36. So, uh, 10 goals, 12 assists. Is uh, plus minus minus 11, which I mean, plus minus is whatever. Look at Goudreau's plus minus. He's minus 17. That's because he doesn't play defense. Like It's not his fault necessarily. Yeah, I mean, if, if he gets a turnover, sure, but it's not necessarily his fault if the squirrel he's on the ice. You know, he's not the main defender there. Um, so, I mean, you know, for a right wing, that is uh, Gustav ne uh, Nyquist's uh, usual position. Um, he's got you know 22 points for the year. I, I think on a, a, maybe a better structured team, he could have way more points than that. Um, you know, we could see. Uh, I mean, probably a similar offer for Gabrikov. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure of Gustav Nyquist's uh, uh, salary. It's just over, just over $5 million. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, once again, we, they'd probably have to, um, you know, hold 50% of that. Uh, Blue Jackets, I mean. Yeah. Um, 
you know, to make it more attractive to other teams. I all, I could also see, I mean, he's 33 years old. So, I mean, I don't really necessarily see him getting like a seven year contract, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, maybe like four at the most, you know, I personally, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get like a two, maybe three year contract at the most right. too. Yeah. Um, and if he goes somewhere else, he might have to take like a team friendly contract as well. Meaning, possibly a little less money than 5.5 that's a lot but blue jackets could use the cap space and we could i mean if, if their goal is draft picks that's what they're gonna go for absolutely and you know what your nyquist is the it, it's it just works out perfectly for the blue jackets you know they got gavrikov a perfect type of guy that's perfect for not just now, but for the playoffs, but that's also Gustav Nyquist, is that he, a veteran, he's been here for a bit, lots of playoff experience. And first, he is versatile. Do you want him first line? He can do that. You want him second line? He can do that. You want him third line? He can do that. Do you want penalty? He doesn't seem to mind that like some other people kind of mind that. You know, some of the other forwards are like, dude, fuck that. I ain't playing for less than first line and i understand a hundred percent why but not nyquist he seems pretty team friendly overall right you know it's like hey do you want penalty kill he can do that you know do you want um do you want power play he can do that you know you know offense defense he is just so good and a good depth score so it's like that again, all those things I just said is so perfect and valuable, especially when you make the playoffs and his contributions were felt when he helped the Blue Jackets knock out the Maple Leafs in the playoffs in 2020. <laughs> so, so, so it's just like, and he's, he's also played in other teams that have gone far in the playoffs as well. So it's like well, all those things I've said, it's like there's your value right there. So it'd probably be something like, First or second slash third or fourth or something. Yeah, and I think too for draft picks because we have guys who can step up in his position. We just yeah. do. Uh, I mean, yes, Kent Johnson is is being played as a center, but he can play uh, wing as well. Then yeah. of course you cannot forget about, and I hope he is so as well so soon because I missed this dude a lot. I made a post about it the other day. Yegor Chinikov. Um, yeah. He is on a white right wing position, and unfortunately he has. You know, only 30 games played this year due to injuries, which is 17 less than uh, Gustav Nyquist. But he has, you know, he has still marked um, quite a few goals, four goals, uh, nine assists so far in his 30 games. Uh, and for a young, you know, this is what his sophomore year as well, too. Yep. So, you know, for a sophomore, that's that's decent. Uh, so give him a little more experience. I think Diego is going to be one of the top um uh, forwards in in the NHL, as well as uh, Kirill Marchenko, we yep. have him to be able to step up. Yep. Um, and realistically, maybe like Bemmer. I don't know. I don't know about Bemmer. We'll we'll talk about him in just a second too. But and if we get Voracek back, you know he is marked as a as a right wing, even though he's I think he's played center a lot. And we we do have Danforth, who has been out this whole season. So, you know, I'd love to see him back. And then, you know, we have depth down into into Cleveland a little bit. But, you know, we'll get to that in a bit. So, And I think that's where it helps. You are more where it helps where, yeah, you don't want to lose a guy like Gustav Nyquist. But 
if you you can it's easier to say oh we have these options that we can put there instead for if he goes whereas if the gaver again the gavrikov thing i get it it's understandable but it's going to be a lot harder to put someone there compared to nyquist and having like you said, Chinakov helps. He's been so good this season for the Blue Jackets, playing awesome second-line minutes, awesome shot. He Offense, defense, he's been good. And then, you know, Marchenko, oh, my God, he's been so good. And Benstrom, even he's been good when given the chance. So, like, they have options. So it's not going to be wanna, an issue. You want to know a really interesting stat that I just saw while looking through this? Do you know who the, the D-man on the Blue Jackets is? with the um, most points. Because this is why I partly I, I, I voted Gavrikov in, not just because he has the most points, but because he's good. Oh, it's not Gavrikov. Peak. Nope. It's Marcus Bjork. Oh, yes. He's been... Okay. And he only has 26 games played. That's like half of like almost everyone else here. So it's a weird stat I want to throw in there. So some of the players I want to talk about real quick. To credit to Marcus Bjork, though, because he, when he was given the chance to play, he's, he played good, and a lot of was playing a lot of offensive, st- you know, zone time, yeah, offense, defense, a little on the power play a lot. So credit. He to could be Mark. another one. We we could they, the Blue Jackets could chop out too. Yeah, I hadn't brought him up earlier, but um, yeah. So let's uh let's, let's rush through these last ones a, a little bit because we're running out, uh, a little bit short on time. Um, uh, so basically, I think for these next four, as well as Gab, you know, Gabby Nyquist, or I think those are like the two biggest um, rumors about is is Gavrikov and Nyquist. Um, you know, Corpy, he's always, I mean, he's just up to like we talked about earlier. He upped his value. He's been playing well this year. Uh, we could cool. also see, you know, first and a third for someone like that. Um, I mean, he's he has the potential for a first. Um, you know, a starting position on a goalie, uh, but he, he makes one of the best backups in the NHL. On top of it, listen, I, I know I've said this many times, but it just goes back to what I've said about Gavrikov and Nyquist is that if you are looking for someone that can help you now, and if you get in the playoffs with playoff experience, Jonas Corposalo has it. And one of his best moments with the Blue Jackets was he, he helped knock out the Maple Leafs in the playoffs, and he had two really big games in that series game one and game five and both those he shut them out and was really good in that in that series so it's like again you have something there if you want a guy who can help you now in the playoffs corpusalo has shown at gavrikov and nyquist so that's a good thing about what the blue jackets have right now well, okay. So one other thing with with Corpy too, just uh, as a as a as a final cap on this, he may be more inclined to sign a uh, extension with the Blue Jackets too because he just had a baby, right? You know, picking up your family, moving them. I mean, it's just that much more complicated and possibly annoying than you know when you have kids. Uh, so real quick, some other ones that, um, like I said, this uh, this kind of comes from a, a list from CBJ Opinions on Twitter. I think they're at CBJ Opinions on Twitter. Check them out. Uh, I follow them. They seem pretty like pretty cool people. I don't know yeah. them personally, but yeah. um, uh, so Roslovic, uh, you know, he's still he's in the top three for points this year on the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I think he's going to be surpassed by Boone Jenner soon uh, because Jenner's uh, back in. He has his uh, quite a few less games than Rosie does, um, and that's another one who he's a he's a he's a pretty he's a good center. He's a good uh, he's good to divvy the puck out to people. 
That's his forte this year. Uh, his shot's kind of iffy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he might be a good, like, third or fourth liner for, for a playoff team. You know, for someone that's a, a team of that caliber um, mm-hmm. to be in the playoffs, he might be good, you know, on the third or fourth line um, you know, there. I don't know that they could get a first and a third for him. I think it might be, like, maybe, like, um, like a second and, like, a prospect or something. <laughs> you know, like, no offense to him at all. He's a fantastic player. He's probably worth whatever they give him. Um, just to think about, though, too, uh Rosovic's cap hit is four million this year so um that's kind of crazy uh another one real quick we'll talk about these together um uh, and foodie so these two guys play their share on the monsters the cleveland monsters quite a bit um foodie has like he has two seasons where he's played like more than 20 games in, uh, in the NHL for the Blue Jackets. And there's two seasons there that he only put a few games and was down on the Monsters the most Injuries of the time. really got in the, in the way of Foodie because Foodie, the thing about Foodie is that he's come, when he got drafted by the Blue Jackets, he was coming off like a big, big season. It was like ridiculous amount of points and had some goals and assists and just a real fast guy. And like, mm-hmm. oh, this could be something here. And then the following year, he was on a line with a dude that had like a hundred points or some crazy shit like that. And like, so so like again, so there was that thing there. And then probably his best moment with the blue jackets is that he played pretty good in that series against Toronto. And in game five, the blue jackets are winning one, nothing. And foodies just scores a huge, a big goal. Against yeah, so. Toronto that helped him win that game, and so and the, and he's had other good moments as well. It's just the issue is it's more you know consistency. Can he put it together? But the injuries and other stuff have really gotten in the way. And unfortunately for Foodie, you know he's still 22, so he's still a lot of you know a lot of chances yeah. time time to grow. But, but it's like but you don't have but that time is slowly well, slowly going away because of what the blue jackets currently have so if you don't take that well he's um now, you may not get it you may have to go to another team yeah so currently he has the worst center stats on the team with someone who's played over 20 games um you know he i mean Nick Blankenberg, for instance, a D-man, not a center, has 14 games this year, half of Liam Foodie's games, and he has more points as a defenseman. So Foodie just, I mean, he's he's decent. Like, I don't think his, maybe his uh, ATOI is that great, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And I just, don't, I just don't think his value is much. No. I just don't think. I mean, he's worth probably someone else who's basically his caliber. You know, I just he, uh, he has I, Eric. He has Eric's Eric Robinson like speed, and that is even if it's just a yeah. third or fourth line guy, that is that can be so valuable for teams. And I just don't see. I, I mean, it's very possible. I I just don't really see uh, Bemstrom going anywhere. He's got decent value as a center. He he's been twenty games and he has eleven points. So I mean, that's. That's pretty decent. That's better than Cole Sillinger, who has 42 games this year. Now, I don't want to rag on Cole. I did. I do think he's been um, not just not having a good year, and no, you know maybe you need to get the mental aspect in it or whatnot. But um, yeah, so let's move on uh, real quick, so we can talk about tonight's game before we are finished. So tonight's game starts at 9:30 p.m. Eastern, my time in Ohio, um, and yeah. it is against the Edmonton Oilers, who. 
are 27, 18, and 3, or the Blue Jackets are 14, 30, and 3. Uh, so quite a difference. You know, records are, once again, almost reversed, although, yeah, it's just rough. So uh, out of the last uh, 10 games, the Blue Jackets are 3, 6, and 1, and the Edmonton Oilers are 7, 2, and 1. Uh, so the, the Oilers are on a win streak of six right now. Did you know that? No, I I don't because generally I don't keep up with them. Either. Yeah, well, I right, yeah. I was about to say that generally speaking, if it's not the Blue Jackets or something associated with the Blue Jackets, I'm probably not paying attention to it. Yeah, I, I do a bit. Just you know, I, I I watch hockey pretty much every night, like whatever games on you know NHL Network or what a TNT whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, well, that's a pretty, pretty, uh, tall order for the blue jackets tonight. You know, it might be very interesting. So in the last five games, this is one been wonderful, amazing, amazing for my, uh, fantasy hockey team. Zach Hyman has 12 points in the last five games. That's like 2.2 points a game pretty much. Right. Am I doing that right? No, like 2.25. So, I, whatever it is, it's it's just slightly over two points a game because it's 12 in the last five. Uh, McDavid has had five goals in the last five games. That's a goal a game. Uh, Hyman also has eight assists. That's where some of his points came from. And his plus minus, Hyman's, is 10. Plus 10. That's pretty impressive. Uh, so looking at the Blue Jackets in comparison, uh, Patrick Liney has had the most points in the last five games with six. Half of Zach Hyman's. And he has two goals in the last five games. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau has four assists. Like almost all these stats are half, except for the plus minus. So is the best plus minus is Kent Johnson with a plus two in the last five games. Um, so you know they're going to have to play to the level they did against Calgary the other night for sure, and maybe even try to outdo that performance to to really uh, go against this Oilers team. I think some of the Oilers um, uh, coaches and uh, scouts may be watching intently to see how Gavrikov does does tonight so i'm expecting gavrikov to really uh show up as well uh just because i mean well he always does every night he's he's a guy who comes in and he even though the, the rumors about his trades are in he hasn't signed a new contract with the blue jackets yet even though he has not done those things he still comes and plays like like it were if he were like trying to get to the playoffs he plays this that hard every night and he's such a I mean Such that game against. Player. I mean that game against the Sharks, where he got a couple. He took a couple pucks, and even one where he was down for a bit. And you're like, uh oh, is that is that is he okay? Is that one gonna take him out? No, he sits on the bench for a bit, and then he comes out and plays. Like, oh, okay, you know, nothing ever happened. Just ignore the fact I just blocked. <laughs> Well, he's and and to add to that, he's been hit in the face more than once this season. At one time, he <laughs> yeah. was wearing the thing with like the football chin guard and yeah. and, follow, and I think oh, a fishbowl helmet at one time too. Yeah. So he's not afraid of it. Still, like, oh, dude, what, after wasn't that the first time you get hit? Wouldn't you be like, oh shit, uh, like move out of the way? Like you'd think, but that's just how yeah. he is. Uh, you know, as a player. So I, I and, I, I and then you, you know, you mentioned the whole scouting thing with the Oilers scouts. Is that I've seen this on Twitter from different Blue Jackets writers that they have reported that the Oilers scouts have been seen at multiple Blue Jackets games. You know, yeah. I, when, you know, Patrick Line uh, had that hat trick against uh, the Red Wings, the Oilers were there in Detroit and there were other home games that, that the Blue Jackets have had that I've seen this on Twitter where different Blue Jackets writers and stuff had said, Oh, look, scouts from the Oilers are here or this other team or 
you know, whatnot. So that is a thing and that has happened. Yeah. So just uh just uh, I want to run through a few more stats here before we sign off. Um so uh just then compare comparing the two teams because that's all we can do now until we watch them play. Uh power play percentage. Uh, Blue Jackets is 31st in the league at 16%, whereas the Oilers are first in the league at 31%. So they're going to have to stay out of the box tonight. They're going up against the number one power play in the league. In the league. And there is half per, the percentage of of, uh, of Edmonton. So even if Edmonton gets some penalties tonight, like, yeah, it's... But see, the only thing... So the Blue Jackets do have a slightly better penalty kill percentage. It's a 77.6% uh, to a 74.8%. That puts the Blue Jackets at 18th in the league. And that puts the Edmonton Oils at 27th. I'm sorry, 24th in the league. So we're slightly better there. So, but uh, penalty kill going up against the number one power play in the in the league. Ouch. I think um, that's we're having players like uh, Sean Corrali, Nyquist, Foodie, and a bunch of other people that are really good in that sort of thing that can really help with that. Obviously, you don't want to be in that situation, but if you you have to. You have the guys that have shown that they can do it if you have to. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I mean, we we got an Andrew Peak goalie there tonight, right? That was pretty slick. Um, so face-off percentage is uh, it's very similar, although there's a big difference in in, in placement. Twenty-fifth uh, place for Blue Jackets at forty-seven point eight percent wins, and nineteenth place for forty nine point four percent wins by the Oilers. So it's not like either team is like super good or super bad at, at faceoffs. I'm not we'll see if that even comes into play at all tonight. So here's uh here's a goal goal four and like uh, goals per game played like for them. And so basically the Edmonton Oilers are third in the league with scoring three on average 3.71 goals a game. The Blue Jackets are 28th in the league at scoring two and a half goals per game. So we'll see if we, the Blue Jackets can keep up with that because uh, so goals against the Blue Jackets average 3.89, almost four goals against. We are 30th in the league in that. There's only two teams worse than us in that stat. Whereas, oh, but like the Oilers, they're they're 19th, so they're not number one like they are for goals for, but they're 19th in goals against at 3.23. So, feasibly, 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 this game could end up 4-3 in the Oilers' favor, just judging alone by those two stats. Um, you know, if the if the Jackets are able to to you know step up the defense in front of uh, whoever's starting tonight. I haven't even checked who's starting Corpus tonight. Corpius? Okay. Well, look, I can't wait to see uh, Ellis back to himself as well, too. I think this is just a fluke year, and it's not getting better because the mentality of it is just not getting better because it's been getting so much worse. I think he needs some time off uh, to recoup, uh, recover, possibly a sports psychiatrist or psychologist which I think a lot of, even if they don't need it per se, a lot of uh, athletes could benefit from that majorly. There's a lot of the pressures and certain things put on players that are not the same as what are you and me. I mean, yeah. I can I can fail in my daily life, and I'm not going to have, like, you know, 20,000 fans bitching at me on Twitter then, you know? Like, <laughs> I might have one person yelling at me, and so 
much different um, for them. And, uh, you know, especially even, you know, Elvis also on his first child as well uh, last year, right? So still got a baby at home. A lot of things just uh, going on in his life. So I don't blame him for this season at all, for the losses we've had this season by any means. Um, But um, I I just can't wait to see him doing better for himself. Uh, but yeah, that's like the main stats for tonight. Uh, players to watch, you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, goaltender. So <laughs> I have Stuart Skinner on my fantasy hockey team. So once again, I'm wholeheartedly 100% rooting for the Blue Jackets to absolutely shit stomp uh, Edmonton Oilers tonight. That would be in my most favored uh, interest. Uh, they just have to bring that up that, you know, I, I do have some of these guys on my fantasy hockey teams. So, you know, if you hear me talking positive about them, it's because I, I'm familiar with their stats because of, of, of fantasy hockey. And, right. you know, Stuart Skinner has showed up big. He's got a 0.915 save percentage. Uh, and Corpy's got a 0.908. And then their backup, well, <laughs> currently, the backup, there's Leakins, that's a 0.868. That's rough because the backup for Oilers is a 0.887. And those are both not super good. Anything under 0.9 is is not the greatest, um, for sure. So Lakers has been better of uh, as of late. So you gotta give credit to him there. But it's been Tarasov actually has the best percentage of like a 0.914. So I mean, you know, I mean the dude's like six five, two hundred plus pounds. So it's kind of hard to sh- shoot at that. But you know, to his credit, he's playing pretty well. He good. can move that two hundred pounds really quickly too. Yeah, really quickly. So, yep, that's the rundown for tonight. Uh, I'm going to forego talking about the, any of the other future games coming up because we'll talk about them probably a little bit on Saturday and during next Wednesday's uh, live recording. As long as there's not a game, no, during that. Um, so, and we might take a, uh, maybe not because of all the trade rumors. I was going to say, we may take a small break around the all-star game, which is um, February 4th. Um, we'll probably do an after dark that evening. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine for the eighth, the first and the eighth. I think we'll have games to talk about for the next two weeks um, coming up in the future. So um, we'll be back here again, probably this Saturday night for a Brew Jackets after dark edition. Uh, as usual <clears throat> so um go ahead and uh talk about what you want to talk about and i'll sign off after you're done all right so yeah do you like beer if you do then you should try union soldier the new union blues soldiers themed beer made by endeavor brewing a fun blue jackets themed beer available in many of the bars in columbus like our bar and a bunch of other places and it's available in many stores in the columbus slash Columbus area, you can go to Endeavor Brewing, get it in a four-pack or a case. That's what I did when I was in Columbus. I brought a four-pack home and shared with my family and friends, and they love it. So try Union Soldier, the new Blue Jackets-themed beer made by Endeavor Brewing. And, of course, you know, got to check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets-themed group that I, you know, I run and a bunch of other fun stuff. So, yeah, check all those fun stuff out and uh, CBJ let's go jackets CBJ. <laughs> and uh, this has been fun. Oh yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and sign off for us tonight. Once again, uh, my co-host name over here is Kevin Valentin. I am Lance. Uh, also know you can find me on Twitter at hefty duck. You can find me on Twitch on 
don't don't find me on YouTube. That'd be kind of weird. I don't I don't have a YouTube currently, but um yeah, you can find me on, on Twitch and Twitter and probably some other places around the internet known as Hefty Duck. Um check it out. I'm hilarious to myself. <laughs> uh but yeah, other than that, uh you know, stop by again for another Brew Jackets episode soon. We'll be, you know, putting the audio out uh, like directly after this uh, this airs tonight. So if you want to check us out on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your uh, your podcast, we are there, almost guaranteed. Uh, other than that, you can find the Brew Jackets on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this if you're on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at Brew Jackets Pod on Twitter, and you can also find us on Twitch. Uh, I think we're the Brew Jackets on Twitch. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, and also on Facebook, we are uh, Bru- the Brew Jackets there as well. Um, I have to double check what our link for that is, but all the links can be found on our link tree, which is uh, in most of the bar, most of our social, social medias. Specifically, I know it's in the Twitter, uh, Twitter bio for us. Check it out. Uh, we love you know hearing from new people, hearing from different people, even from you know around the league, not blue, just Blue, uh, blue Jackets fans. But uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us tonight. We will see you again here soon. See y'all Saturday.